Hey guys, welcome back to Sugar Shit. <laughs> Ty looking at me because I just said to her, like, we gotta find a new intro. Like, I'm tired of be like, hey guys, welcome to Sugar Shit. But, um, welcome to Sugar Shit Pod. This is Kay. This is Ty. And uh, we are here with another episode. Yay, us, because we're staying consistent. <laughs> yay, yay. But, um, so today we wanted to talk about, um, the strong black woman syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to call it, the strong black woman syndrome. <clears throat> and what I mean by the strong black woman syndrome is the um, notion that black women have to bear it all, be all, do all. And um, we should do so with no with no complaint and a smile on our face. Basically carrying the world on our back, not even our shoulders, but exactly. our backs. Yeah. Um, you know, And when I say backs, I mean like, you know, sometimes the burden is so... It's so heavy, like it literally, it like have us in a bending position. It weighs, you down. It it weighs you, down. you down, and you you're in this position where you're looking down. You can't even look up, mm-hmm. almost. You know, so um, I felt like it was important to do this episode because I know for me personally, um, it's become a lot. I'm definitely stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I I would say I'm borderline <laughs> that I could have a psychotic break at any point. Oh, um, please don't have no psychotic break. What I'm going to do if you have a psychotic break? You gonna live? You gonna be okay? No. You gotta be strong for the both of us. You see, y'all see what she just did to me. This is what we're trying to do. <laughs> this is what we're talking about, guys. I um, feel like we're all guilty of guilty of suffering from it and then perpetrating it on other people as well. No. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I I think that, um, a lot of times we do so, um, just, and this is just speaking as a peer, as a woman to woman, a black woman to black woman. I think so many times we do so without even recognizing because that it has, it has literally become our norm. Mm -hmm. It has become our norm to, you know, if you have a loved one who do complain about how they feel, y'all, we tell them to, 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 to hush and deal with it. Nah, I don't never say hush and deal with it, though. Mm-mm. I know for a fact I don't I don't be like, oh, hush and deal with it because that's not something you could hush and deal with. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like, um, yeah, like, I just, I'm not, I'm not the type to say hush and deal with it just because, I mean, we just don't know what folks was dealing with, like, what's on their psyche at all times and... I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't know. But the whole stri- strong black women thing, like, where did that even come from? Um, I think we already know where that comes from. That just comes from the history of slavery. Because they ripped families apart. They took the fathers from the, they took the fathers from the families and left the mothers with the children to the point where, you know what I'm saying, like, the the mom had to bear it all for the sake of their children because the father was no longer there. mm so I I don't I don't even think that you know that's something that we have to guess on. It comes from slavery, but it never ended. Yeah, and I mean I get it. I get why it never ended because you know just because we're not in chains and shackles anymore, being forced um, into physical labor, slavery still exists in the in in the form of prison, yeah. police brutality. Sure um. The the income wage gap, uh, and just so many other things. So, 
and when you have when you have black men who are not present for whatever reason whether it's their own doing or not whether it's because they're in jail um uh because they are working two or three jobs to provide um and so they can't be home mm-hmm. or they're dead whatever the reason is that burden of keeping the household together keeping the children together um even if your your spouse work multiple jobs you still pick working a job yeah. or two yourself and you got to be there for him and the kids and the kids and it's not uncommon in black households to have a man working two three jobs and then his his spouse his wife his girlfriend whatever she may be is working one two jobs herself because America has made it to where the income gap is so is so huge mm-hmm. that we never have an equal playing ground so our black men will have the same credentials if not more than their white counterparts and still be making on average about 30 40,000 less yeah so that's a whole damn income by itself. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a which is why, even though husband has two jobs, wife still has to go out and pick up another one so she can bring in that extra okay. thirty, forty thousand yeah. that that husband is missing off of his paycheck. But you know, um, you sh- you you should have a partnership with your partner, everything like that. But when the woman is uh, when when the women are holding the men up, who are holding us up? Is and the that's, question? Yeah, that's that's where the problem comes in. Because before the dynamic, it worked. Before the dynamic worked, the men were the breadwinners. And the women, you know, did what they had, you know, had to, did what they had to do on the home front. Yeah. Um, and it worked. As time goes on now, I don't know what has happened, like, <laughs> with just the, with the dynamic in the black family, um, in the back, and in the black relationship. I don't know what has happened, but at some, at one point, the men was holding the woman and the women were holding the men and we worked great together. Along the way, something happened, and it's become it's become the sole responsibility of the woman to make sure everybody, including herself, is good. Yeah, and then you have to ask yourself, how did we come how to that calculation? Yeah, yeah, how did we get here? So that's just um, that's just how I feel about it. But yeah, it stems back to slavery. Um, and I don't think that's something that, I mean, it's not even remotely debatable. It's just, I don't know, like, I don't know. Cause you know, I don't believe in like gender roles per se, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just like, why as women do, do we have to do it all? It's not even an option. It's just that we have to do it. Because if we don't do it, it ain't going to get done. If we don't hold things down or hold things up, it's just not going to get done. Right. I, um... Or, 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 or we, like, you know when, um... You know that, uh, that attitude of, like, fuck it, I'll do it myself? Mm-hmm. Do we even give other people the opportunity to help us and do it? Or we just chuck it up to having to do it ourselves? I think it's an equal, I think it's a, uh, it's, it's half and half. Like, I think 
Be, okay, for me personally, mm-hmm. I feel like I do ask for help, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to ask you more than, more than once. once. Yeah. So if I ask you once and you don't move or you don't do, then I'm going to suck it up and do it myself. Yeah. And in the future, I know that I can't depend on you, so I'm not, I'm not going to ask you again. That's just how I see it. Um, so I think it's half and half. I think we do ask for help. But we don't receive it. But in the same token, why should we ask? I have literally seen even our own black man would see. Even our own black man would see. Um, for instance, at a grocery store, a woman, you know, can't can't reach something on the shelf. Blah blah blah. Well, bypass me, trying Girl, to get something from shelf two and go help her over there in the corner. Listen, I have. Listen, <laughs> I have experienced being out so many men just like walking, not holding doors, like knowing I'm behind them, not holding doors, mm-hmm. open, or like, you know, I'm only five feet, nothing. They will like, folks will legit see me like struggling, struggling, like carrying something like having something in my hand so I could fucking reach something on the top shelf and they big ass 6'2 burly asses were dead. Look at me. Reach over me, get what they get and keep it moving. Yeah, they do it all the time. They do it all the time. All the time. And then they wonder why, you know, then they, in the same token, they want to they wanna fix their mouth to say, oh, black women don't respect black men. <laughs> Girl, Whole time they miss the, the fact that they <laughs> they don't even they don't even regard us in any in capacity any, yeah in any way in any way and you know it's frustrating because you have the white men falling at white woman feet the black men falling at yeah, black woman feet. I mean white woman mm-hmm. feet the Chinese man everybody and then here are the black women like hey I need <laughs> assistance too I need and help like, oh you got it you will literally see an associate in the store. Won't even ask, hi, how can I help you? But will hightail they ass to the first mayonnaise-looking bitch and ask her if she need any assistance, is she good, does she find everything okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But, and I think, I think as a society, we've perpetrated this thing that White women, white women are damsel in distress, and black women are strong and can handle it. I I don't know where I don't know where people got that. that I don't know mindset where they got it, but, it, but it's from. a mindset. But because it is. white women do, per, they fare perfectly fine, especially when it comes to fucking psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. I I they are definitely a okay. They don't need any help. Oh no, not none at all. None hell. White women fucking dangerous. How how about that? They are real dangerous. They don't need no types of help. Um, but it's just something Yeah. So yeah, um I'm gonna give y'all the definition or at least what's popping up when I type in um strong black woman syndrome, just so you guys know what we're talking about mm-hmm. and um you guys can listen to this episode and chime in, leave comments and uh let us know if you feel like this is accurate, not accurate. Um, let us know what your thoughts are and everything like this, because you all know that here, Ty and, Ty and I, we appreciate, um, you know, just a dialogue. So, 
Strong black women syndrome calls on black women to be the problem solvers, chief caretakers, and end all be all for everyone in their lives, support, and respect, and respite. Essentially, the strong black woman syndrome demands that black women never buckle, never feel vulnerable, and most important, never ever put their own needs above anyone else's. Not their children's, not their communities, not the people from whom they work, no matter how detrimental it is to well to their well-being. That sounds about right to me. Sounds about right and sounds about white-ish. <laughs> <laughs> um... I think that... But we've seen this. We've seen this in every way. Even, like, with the state of the world right now and just, like, society as a whole, I always say, like, it seems like as black women, we have to choose whether we're black first or women first. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we have to choose uh, which one we want to represent more for each day. Mm-hmm. Like, would are we going to stand in our blackness or are we going to stand more in, in our, our womanhood? womanhood? Yep. Um, and it's unfortunate that we have to, we have to pick the, we have to choose between the two because we're living a double negative life, basically. Mm-hmm. We're women and we're black. Yep. And, um, the notion that as a black woman, you can't be vulnerable, you can't feel, um, and, and you can't, not only can you not be vulnerable and not feel, but you also can't even verbalize your vulnerability. Or how you feel. Or how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Is, I mean, it's just, that if that is not like... Uh, telling. T- not even telling, but if that is not the highest form of abuse, I don't know what. Yeah. You know, and so it's like you have society abusing you. You have, <laughs> hell, your children be abusing, abusing you because you. your children be fucking terrorists, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you can't even say no because everything is want, want, want. And as 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 a parent, especially as a black mom, and again, like how they said in that description that you're the end all be all. It's like nowadays if you tell your children no, you're the bad mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't tell your husband no if he asks for sex. <laughs> you can't tell your children no if they ask for a PS5, PS4, whatever. You know, you can't tell your boss no if they ask you to stay late. Yeah. Like, it's like, you can't even say, let me take, I like, I cannot give you an extra hour of, of, you, of my life. You can't even say, can I get a minute to think to think about it? Yeah, I want to answer right now. Yeah. Right now, right now, right now. Right now, right now. Because I'm more important than you. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Everybody feel like they're more important than you. But why is it that we are the only ones that are placed in those positions is my question. Or is it that society places in those positions or is that we placed ourselves in that position? I don't even know. Nah, I think it's... it's, it's I don't think we have placed ourselves in that position. I don't... I know for me, like I, ain't, I, I don't place, I don't place myself in having to be, the, the, the go to for everything. I'll be honest in saying that, um, I, I believe in beginning back to slavery, you know, uh, circumstances in, in, in society at that time had put us in that position. Even in the 50s, 60s, 70s, um, we were placed in those positions. We stayed in that position. We had to stay in that position because of what what was going on around us mm-hmm. and even though we're we're still living in mirroring times meaning that the things that were happening in slavery in the 50s and the 60s and the 40s still are happening. still happening now black women we do fare better um just 
uh, how do I say it, uh, educationally, job-wise or whatever, we're faring a little better. And I feel like it came to a point where we took pride in the strong black woman syndrome. Mm-hmm. We took pride in the fact that we can do it all. We don't have to ask for help. Um, we do have the degrees. And because we have the degrees and we got the the money, like, you know what I'm saying, the income to show for the degrees that we have, all of a sudden, you know, uh, we definitely ain't need a man now. <laughs> and but for me i feel like the shift was so dramatic it was almost as if it was intentional like and i know people be thinking i'm a conspiracy like i believe in conspiracies too much but i feel like the shift was so drastic it was almost intentional as to really uh dismantle the black family even further mm-hmm. to make the black woman feel so independent because she has all this education she has the good the good paying job and i'm not saying we didn't work for this we absolutely did but why is it that y'all are all of a sudden giving us jobs that y'all won't even give black men yeah this is true right hmm. so then we're in this position that we are so in the, we're making more money we're so independent we really don't need a black man now mm-hmm. and we hit our 30s and 40s single as hell no kids no and kids. everything and who we got to carry on our legacy except for the degrees on our wall and our fucking pet dog if we choose to get one i didn't even think i mean i've thought about i thought about it that way to a certain degree like just where is our legacy gonna go if um now all of a sudden there's like an influx of so many women choosing not to have kids, not necessarily want to be married, not having kids. It's like, you know, black people are considered the minorities of the minority. Mm-hmm. I think we only take up like about what is it like black people are the minority in the world. I mean, we are the majority in the world, but the minority in the U.S. Minority in the U.S. Correct. Um. But, like, in the U.S., I think, what percentage of the population are we? 13 or 14? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's, like, not 14, like, 16%. Oh, it's so, up some. If you, if you put us at a 16% population in the U.S., and then we decide that we necessarily not don't want to have a family or don't want to have kids, who do we have to continue our legacy? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, who will continue our legacy? Because if there's a, a chunk of black people, black women thinking this way, then what's going to be left when we're gone? Yep. And I, um, and the thing is, again, I'm so proud of all that we have done as a race, as a community, as women, um, and even our, our big up our black men. Mm-hmm. But at some, at some point, it's like, when are we going to... Because it's almost like you see it on social media every day where black men are saying they're not getting the support and then black women are saying they're not going to mm-hmm. get the support. So yeah. if we both feel the same way, why are we not meeting in the, in the in middle, middle ground yeah. to give the support that we both are yearning for, that yeah. we both feel like we need, you know? And just to come back to the whole topic of the black woman syndrome, it's like, okay, the black woman syndrome before applied so heavenly on family, like... Um, and still do like taking care of our husbands, our kids, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. We taking care of our our aging parents and everything like that. But aside from us being strong in that aspect, you have the complete. There's no middle ground. You have the complete total opposite. You have the 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 one that's that's into the whole black woman syndrome, the strong black woman syndrome. 
And she ain't even a strong black woman syndrome in the sense of family because she ain't even, she's so damn strong. She ain't even got a husband, don't want no husband, <laughs> don't want no damn kids unless it come from a tube. And and that's that. Mm-hmm. And I I won't even lie, like, I've had that conversation with myself too. And you know that where I'd be like, well, I'm at a place, I feel like I do good by myself. I feel like I'm good by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need a man. I'm going to go ahead and give me a sperm donor. You mm-hmm. know, I, that was yeah. my track for like two years. Yeah. And I had to take a step back. And I was like, hold on, you ain't even break 30 yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you got this mindset like, I you don't this need. this whole game plan that. I don't need a no man. man. You don't want no man. I don't need no companionship do I could do by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, what? Yeah. Like. And that's a quote that I had to have. I had to have that honest conversation with myself. Like you wilding right now. Like you for real bugging out. You wild. And I'm gonna tell you what made me realize I was bugging. What made you realize you was bugging? buying this house? All this damn yard work. <laughs> all this cutting carpet, taking out trash. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I'm not just that because strong. you could do it. Don't mean you want to do exactly. it. Exactly. And Candace told me that before. Candace had. I remember a couple of months ago, me and Candace were sitting there talking. And she was like, she was like, you, she was like, on paper, you got it all. But she was like, just, she was like, you got it all and you can do it all. She was like, you are talented in so many different things. And you, 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 you do things on your own and you got it and I, 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 whatever. She was like, but you got to ask yourself. She was like, just cause you can't, just cause you can, doesn't mean that you should. I think that's a Southern Bella in her too. Is that a Southern thing? I don't, I don't know. know. But she said that. Um, when she had met her dude, he was like, why, like, if I'm here and I'm orphaned, why you keep telling me no? Why do you feel like you do not deserve someone that's going to do for you? Yeah. And that shit hit me hard. I was like, damn. But I think it's also because people are tired of hearing no. Oh, why they just do everything on their own? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you tired of hearing excuses. You tired of hearing no. You just tired. But if you don't ever ask, would you, would you eventually hear yes? No. Because you ain't asking no more. If you ask 100 times and 90 of them 100 times, you just going to go with the majority. Like, that's the answer you finna get at all times and keep it moving. No? That's true. That's true. But again. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's a balance because right now it feels like it feels like the like the the yes, the yeses don't come as often as the no's the no's do. So you just chuck it up and do it by yourself. I I agree. I'm not even contesting. Shit, I'm agree. not like I I don't know about nobody else, but I'm a prideful ass Virgo. So you got one time to tell me no, and that's gonna be the last time you are gonna tell me no. And that's just a fact. Yeah, I just feel like um, it, it has to be a balance at the end of the it day. Has to be a it balance, has to be a but balance, but it's also like it's also I think I think it's a thing of I'm a. <laughs> I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. Oh, you think I need you? And you think that I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. I think that's what that what, what it comes down to as well. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me, but. So I have read this article that says that um the strong black woman syndrome produces financial underachievers. And it goes to say, in many a family, black women are subsidizing the financial lives of adult children, grandchildren, Mm -hmm. and spouses on one income. Didn't I just say Mm -hmm. that? This phenomenon creates wealth hubs instead of wealth webs. With wealth hubs, black women's incomes are at 
the epicenter of wealth and capital in their immediate networks. This phenomenon jeopardizes and threatens the stability of families led by black women. Because there's little financial reinforcement created to buffer financial strain placed on one income or set of resources. Mm-hmm. It's also nearly impossible to spread financial risk equitably if there is only one source of income. Yep. I literally just said yep. this. Wealth webs, on the other hand, occur when family members are connected to other family members with growing assets, thus creating a strong network of capital and resources. When there are several sources of income, opportunities for wealth create become creation becomes easier to create. Number two, the strong black woman syndrome stifles business expansion. For black women with this complex, there's the distorted belief that they shouldn't ask for help. <laughs> we just said this. <laughs> that they should not ask for help. An expiring entrepreneur who is suffering with the syndrome is often uncomfortable with asking for support, seed money, a referral, or child care mm-hmm. support because she considers it a sign of weakness or believes she can't depend on anyone but herself. Failure to speak up for what's needed to expand a business cripples its growth, period. In the event that an entrepreneur with this syndrome reaches out for help, it's usually too late and she loses out on key in- industry connections, slowing down the trajectory of expansion by years or creating less than ideal mm. business agreements. Number three, the strong black woman syndrome encourages impulse buying and emotional spending. Mm-hmm. It's a law of nature. Whatever is repressed never goes away ever. In fact, when whatever is pushed down fi- finally surfaces, it tends to explode with the same pressure with which it was forced to quill. Mm. When a black woman living under SBWS, which is strong black woman syndrome, <laughs> sees an outlet for, for all of the emotional and financial caregiving she gives to others, is usually online, at a dealership, or at a mall. And usually what she buys to comfort her soul and spirit isn't cheap. The cost of the purchase can be in direct relations mm. to feelings of neglect, overwhelm, and resentment. In other words, the more pain she feels, the bigger and more expensive the reward. Number I feel f- that. I, I, feel I, that. I feel that as well. I would say this. Um, in regards to number three, what was I number three? the impulse buying and emotional spending. Okay. I am definitely uh, guilty of impulse buying and emotional spending. And I know at one point, um, I would say that the way... Instead of emotion, instead of impulse buying or emotionally uh, spending, I probably did mine more in like sex. Okay. Which, in hindsight, costs more than s- spending because, like, I'm fucking you and I don't even like you. Like, that's whack. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, the strong black woman syndrome models financial dysfunction and passes down a maladaptive money relationship to the next generation. When children observe financial metrodome in the the money behaviors of women in their lives, they emulate these practices as adults. Girls grow to be these women, boys grow up to marry them. As a personal finance coach, oh, this is the person, the person who wrote it. A uh, black woman who, despite their age, continue to harbor rancor against their mothers for their current financial predicament. Blah 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 blah. So yeah, um, yeah, the strong black woman stifles business expansion. I would definitely say it definitely stifles business expansion, and I think we know that firsthand. Firsthand, yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, you don't ask for help because you don't want to hear no. 
And then by the time you ask for help, people look at you like, why you asking me for help? You ain't never asked me before. Yeah. Oh, you had it. You you got it. You've been doing it on your own all these years. I know you don't need help now, girl. You got it. You got money. You big balling. You been, you been uh, your, uh, your own boss uh-huh, for the last uh-huh, five uh-huh, years, girl. Uh-huh. You don't need me. Not every knowing. excuse not to help. Every excuse, excuse right. Help. Whether it's an excuse for them not to help or they generally feel that way because they're on the outside looking in. Because I've had to learn that just I because... Just, I call it excuses because for me as a person, if you come to me and you need something, especially if you're someone that have never asked me for something before, I'm not even going to ask you what it's for. Like, if I got it, you got it. Right. That's it. Like, all that extras you don't need to know about. Point blank simple. People too goddamn nosy. And, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, that whole, I can definitely agree agree with with that that, whole, um, article, um, moving forward. What do you think is, is how do, how can we break this cycle? Like, how do you think as individuals, you and I each, and also as a collective, meaning the black womanhood community, Mm -hmm. how can we, uh, do better moving forward and not get stuck in this. I can do it by myself. I should suffer by myself. I mean, Will as women, that I feel like for we years. just have to find our community of people that understand that un- that un- that understands. Like finding a your community of people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, finding someone you feel comfortable with, like friend wise, not even romantic wise, but finding friends that you feel comfortable with. That you're able to be vulnerable with, that you're able to show your um share your highs and your lows with, knowing that you're worried, no not not dealing with anyone that you're worried that they can be jealous of you, or like whenever you talk to them about something that's going good in your life, they consider it bragging, or some or or even people that you know when you're talking to them about things that's going wrong in your life, you feel like they take pleasure in that. Or they judge you or give you advice because I know the one, the best advice my mom ever gave me is like, sometimes people come to you because they just need to vent and they need to talk. Mm-hmm. Like they need a listening ear. They don't necessarily want, want your advice. Mm-hmm. Or you, they just need a listening ear. And when you can find someone that you can, like when you could, when you have a friend that you can talk to and they don't necessarily always put their opinions on you and tell you what you need to do and what you should do. That's, 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 that's a good feeling because Sometimes you do just want to vent and you do just want to talk. And, you know, when you vent and you talk, it helps you sort those things out in your head. But you don't need other people's opinions on you as well. Right. What are your thoughts? Like, what do you think? Like, how do you think we could get over this hump as as black women, you know, suffering from what you call it? SBWS. Strong black women syndrome, yes. How, 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 how do we recover from SBWS? Um, therapy. Mm-hmm. That's that's an important one. Therapy and intentional movement. Mm-hmm. Because we... Um, and are I feel s- like it's very important for us as um, people that suffer from SBWS to do things that... Not things that we need to do, but things that we want to do and things that give us joy. Because I feel like if you take time and indulge in something that gives you joy at, once a week, whether it's lighting a candle, whether it's... Uh, you know, getting your getting your favorite bag of candy or whatever, anything that gives you joy for a part of your day, I feel like that's something yeah. you need. Definitely. Definitely start doing more activities that make you happy. Mm-hmm. Like you genuinely happy. 
Even if it's fucking sleeping, don't tell nobody you don't deserve. Don't let nobody don't tell you, you don't, don't deserve, deserve no, no rest. Sleep. Like, what did you? Why, why are you so tired? You ain't do nothing today. Right. Like, you don't know the bitch the talking burden. to you is exhausting me. That's what I did today. <laughs> people don't understand the burden that people be carrying just mentally. Like mm-hmm. the load, it can wear you down physically. Mm-hmm. I.e., depression. You've experienced absolutely, that. absolutely. Where I'm just thinking so hard. By the time I finally find a resolution for whatever's going on, I'm sleeping two, three days because I'm just it done kept me over up. it. Yeah. yeah. So it done um, wore you down. I definitely feel like therapy is important. I definitely feel. I feel like. Um, finding hobbies that make you generally happy or doing things that make you generally happy. If it's not in general, but in that moment, mm-hmm. it's going to make you happy. You do that. If you, if you, even if you got a party going on, you invited people to your house and something tell you, I just need to step away and relax for mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Do you do that. that. Yeah. You do that. There's nothing wrong with saying, I need a break. I need a break and I need it now. And I need it now. That is a part of self-care. And I don't know why everybody else in the world is granted the opportunity Mm -hmm. to practice self-care except for black women. Um, What else I feel like? I feel like um, that is true because, you know, self-care, and it's it's really true. Self-care is not always like bubble baths and shit like that. Sometimes self-care is turning your phone off and not responding to shit, calling people or nothing. A whole entire week. Sometimes self-care is quote-unquote going off the grid. Sometimes self-care is just sitting in the dark and letting shit just be. Like, I feel like we need to be okay with things just, like, falling to the wayside without us. Right. I agree. Because they're going to figure it out. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> like, right now, my favorite thing is, what would you do if I wasn't here? What would you do if I wasn't able Right. right. Whatever your answer is, you go do that. Um. Yeah, I just... Yeah, rest. Do what makes you generally happy. Therapy is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Fresh air. I do believe in, like, fresh air and physical movement. I know even if I just go out to my balcony and have a morning coffee or I go take a walk... And just, like, mid-walk, I stop and I just kind of stretch. Yeah. Like, things like that, it really makes you feel better, you know? Put your hands over your head your head, and open up, expand your lungs. Take some deep, deep breaths in. Remember that you are alive and you are growing mm-hmm. and you're human. Let that air hit your lungs to mm-hmm. remind you, I'm here in the moment. Like... And it's hard to think like that a lot of times because we have been brainwashed into believing that we got to work 24-7. Like, if every fucking second is not accounted for, then we not doing nothing right. Yeah. And you know, for, you know personally, I that used to be me too. I just slowed down, what, a year ago when my health took a, a fucking turn? Like, it had to really take my body knocking me completely off my feet for me to finally fucking listen to what it's been trying to tell me and just stop. Yeah. And sit. Shit, I don't know about you, but I'm all about stopping and sitting here. <laughs> Listen, not now. You know, my favorite thing is it's going to get done. But not now. I mean, like, listen, I feel like this topic, this strong black woman syndrome, I, I feel like if it don't resonate with nobody else, if it don't resonate with you, it definitely <laughs> resonate with me. I mean, it resonates with me to a certain extent. I feel like once I, especially once I stop putting, um, 
what everybody expected out of me. Once I stopped, like, carrying that, everything else was like, that shit don't matter. It could wait. I think for me, I won't even lie. I feel like, you know, different experiences has have molded my mindset and, mm-hmm. and why I think the way that I do. But I feel like one of the major things is seeing my mom, mommy and grandma working as hard as they did mm-hmm. with no male counterpart mm-hmm. in their corner. Mm-hmm. And I will, I'll be honest in saying I think it started with grandma with, you know, her breakup with grandpa and just how she was like, bye. And just Tell after that, she was just mm-hmm. like, I don't, I, she, she literally said, I don't need a man and kept it pushing. But just because we did it doesn't, just because they did it doesn't mean we have to do right, it. Right. But I'm just saying experiences mold you because you are your, you are a collection of your experiences. You are what you, you are see. You are a collection of but your at experience. some point, wait, hold on. But at some point as an adult, mm-hmm. you have to make the conscious decision mm-hmm. that, okay, just because I saw it, just because I know that it's there mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's how I have to operate. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm, at. I'm, 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 I'm trying to get to, or where I'm, I'm at now is understanding that my family history or, or the way my family move is not how it doesn't mean I, I should be moving move that, that way. way. Yep. You know, so um, definitely learning. But I will say, watching mom and grandma, and then also I remember, and this was probably like the first guy I dated, first or second, and I remember. When we broke up, he, like, threw in my face everything that he felt like he did for me. And I remember in that moment, I was like, I would never, ever have someone ever tell me about what they did for me, what they didn't do for me. So, I would do it for my fucking self. Yeah. But, again, you know, with time, I've had to learn, like... All right, like that. That's not like oh, you shouldn't sound be cool and dandy. <laughs> not not that it sound cool and dandy. Like okay, yeah, he was trifling for how he did it, but that doesn't mean that you had to go through life all these years doing it by yourself because one person do what they did for you in your face. That's insanity. That's like saying, and in hindsight, it is insanity. That's like saying, um, you know, you. You walked down Seventh Avenue and you and you and you lost your paycheck. So the whole Seventh Avenue's bad. <laughs> yeah, like fuck Seventh Seventh Avenue. I'm a, I'm gonna walk up the eighth or ninth and then come back around. Like what? <laughs> or if you say, oh, I I whatever whatever happened on Seventh Avenue. So before it even happened, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just give it away. So instead of me losing my paycheck, I'm just gonna throw mm-hmm. my paycheck out away, there if yeah. I go down Seventh Avenue. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but when we are in, when we're in our feelings and in our movements and and things like that, we don't we don't sit there and rationalize stuff like that. We 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 don't think like, okay, in perspective, does this really make sense? I mean, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, you know, we don't we don't sit down and think that like, does this like, okay, so one person told you about all the things he did for you, so you just go and f- fuck everybody so fuck and do everybody. it yourself. Fuck all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But at the moment and in the time, you don't feel it like that. Like, you don't look at it like that yeah. or whatever. Nah. So, um, I just think it's it's really important to a lot of times to just stop and process. Stop. 
Stop and process. Like, process the entire thing. Think of, take yourself out the equation and think of it as marbles, you know? Take yourself out the equation. But it's not easy taking yourself out the equation, you know? It's it's easier said than done. That's oh, what I'm, absolutely. That's, that's what I should say. Absolutely. It's and that's easier. why I said to stop. Because once you stop, just stop. And then you start to think a little bit. You'll realize, you know, you can make a, a not an educated or, or informed decision, but you could just make more a better of a, decision. Ra- a rational decision and instead of a rash one. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think about the black woman syndrome. <laughs> the strong it's black woman lot. syndrome. I feel like we could go eat like this. It, it's, it's so much. It's so much. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, we could definitely go deep into it. We can definitely look at the trajectory if, you know, we continue the way that we continue. We could break it down by even uh, uh, where you live in regards to, like, oh, if, like, strong black woman syndrome in the U.S. compared to strong black woman syndrome in Africa compared to strong black woman syndrome in the U.K. And we could do all of that. I mean, there's definitely a lot that you could get into um, with this specific topic, Um we can, you know, how does that how does the strong black woman syndrome affect our, our our children? How does it affect your relationship with your spouse? You know, you can think of you can we can have discussions about all of that. Like it's so many, it's so many subcategories to the to the one yeah. subject that um I don't think that's something that can just fully be divulged in an hour or two conversation. I would definitely want to have this conversation again with other people aside for ju- aside that's from like, just you and I because yeah. I feel like that would be everybody's really good. perspective is different. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then you'll have men who like, oh well, you don't think that, uh, 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 there's a strong black man syndrome, or you don't think that, <laughs> or or they'll think that it's an it's a it's an attack on them, like us saying that we suffer from strong black woman syndrome as a collective as black women, no, like they look discounting, at it as a competition, shit. right? It's like it's discounting their strength, like we're saying that they don't do enough, and that is not even the case. That's not what we're saying at all. If anything, it's the opposite. We're saying that we act like we don't need y'all, but we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to an extent, yeah. Um. See, look, <laughs> y'all. You see how quick she <laughs> fell back into the strong black woman syndrome. This is why you need therapy because you have to learn how to. You have to learn to have. You have to learn how to unlearn learned behaviors. So do I have? Does that mean I have to cut out my series that I call um, reason number such and such why you might need a man? I have to cut that out. No. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But, um, yeah, like, oh, um, man, we got to touch on this subject again, but we need other people on the show, and then we need guys, too. Yeah. We need guys, too. I love getting male pers- perspectives on things like this. So then the other thing that I wanted to, wanted to discuss with you today, sis, is also, like, um... Why is it that black men have a hard time protecting black women? Or should this be a whole other episode? Girl, I, I feel like that should be a whole other episode. Because I feel like if we attach it to this one, they really would think that this is attack- an attack they, on them. They would be like, that goddamn sugar and shit, they a whole bunch of mad bashes. They asses is probably single anyway. Single ass male bashing women. Because y'all ain't going to call me no bitch. Women. That's their favorite word. Um... So, okay, we'll just leave it at that. So, we're going to wrap up this episode of Sugar and Shit. 
um and it would be up asapidly because again i want i want y'all opinion on this i think it's definitely um something that needs to be discussed open and um more open and freely without reservation without without yeah. reservation and criticism yeah you know this is not to criticize this is if anything this is more so like okay i'm i'm recognizing what's going on how do we move forward how do we do better how do we fix ourselves internally so that externally we can be a light yeah cuz i feel like um yeah most definitely uh, so yeah, that's um that's it for this episode of Sugar on Shit, you guys. Uh, please tell us you your y'all thoughts on the Black Women Syndrome, yes. um uh, the strong sorry the strong Black Women Syndrome. Please let us know um what are your thoughts like yeah what are your thoughts how do you fear is it do a thing feel, yeah <laughs> is it a thing if it is a thing do you feel like you I won't say suffer but do you feel like you have strong Black Women Syndrome. Uh, how can how can we do better as individuals in a collective? Um, and yeah, so uh, this is K. You can find me on Instagram K E E N Y A underscore B underscore. And my name is Ty. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Takedi T I K E D I, and you can follow Sugar on Shit. On Instagram and on Twitter at Sugar on Shit Pod. Guys, please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share, um, and all that good stuff. Let your friends know about us. Yes, and uh yeah. So we will see you guys at the next episode of Sugar and Shit. Thank you for always supporting. Thank you for listening. Let us know what content you guys want from us, how we can improve, how we can do better. And uh, we definitely will see you guys at the next episode. Good night. Bye.